Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hola, los reñas. Bienvenidos a Thanks for Coming, España. Me llamo Seth. You too? Hi, it's Jamal. Me llamo Stoney. <laughs> ¿Qué tal, chicas? Uh, I'm well. <laughs> Am I the only one that now speaks fluent Spanish after watching Drag Race España? Muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you all, we're back, back, back again here. Thanks for coming, the most magically gay podcast that ever was. We are, of course, here today in a special episode of Thanks for Coming. And we are going to be discussing the entire season of Drag Race España. We're finally coming around to it. It was a good show. It was a good franchise season. Spice, everything nice. Love the queens. I had fun. Yes, it was definitely girl. a fun season full of all kinds of drama. Just too much. It was too much. <laughs> too much drama. <laughs> a scandaloso. <laughs> a scandaloso. So I guess before we get too into this, I thought we would start the podcast by discussing the judging panel. Uh, we have, of course, the main host, uh, Supreme Deluxe. Uh, we have uh, Miss Anna Locking and mm-hmm. Los Avis. Los Javis. See, si. I yes. like. I <laughs> might just be late to the party, like I usually am, but I had no idea they were an item. Really? No clue. So, like, you had to wait the whole season to see them like making out at the finale to figure it out. I think it was like we were watching a YouTube video or something last <laughs> week. Like, start, like all I those think it drag was race Bussy videos. Queen actually, explaining was it, Bussy? it? Yeah, one of those drag race videos. Um, oh, wow. why is so okay supreme why why are her like why are her wigs like they are Can okay so that's <laughs> what i was gonna bring up i was like i was such a supreme hater like mostly like from the mid to end of the season i'm like girl where's the wig line like where's the contour all these like hard like sh- like if she was on drag race in America, she would have been kicked off, like, first episode. She'd be right. getting clocked for sure. Yeah. They'd be like, you need to contour your fucking wig line, idiot. <laughs> so, like, is that, like, on purpose then? I think so. I mean, I'm sure she had her glam team. Yeah, you know, she's not going to do her own makeup. The first few episodes, I told Jamal, I was like, something's wrong. Like, Supreme's wig does not look right. Like, why is there such a, like, a contrast with the black roots and all that? It didn't make sense to me. But then as time went on, I was like, well, this must be intentional, right? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, this was on purpose. She can't even pretend anymore. Stoney's like, oh, I see now (laughs) (laughs) and also like uh lo siento españa i mean really i i don't know i feel like we're being such haters but like i also don't understand why anna locking was a judge because she didn't even know what tucking was so i'm like what are her qualifications i mean this is season one like season one of us had santino and merle as judges so <laughs> i really think that anna locking is like the merle of espana uh-oh oh shit <laughs> to be honest shout out to merle and also like i do want to clarify that i thought supreme was like a good host just like the drag was not good <laughs> yeah i agree she's a great host but the drag was a little questionable 
Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify so it doesn't seem like I'm like a ma- being a massive like hater or whatever. <laughs> and then um, Los Javis, you know, I guess, you know, they're directors. So I suppose that comes mm-hmm. in handy when you're doing like acting challenges and stuff like that. So I guess I can kind of understand that. And plus, they're both kind of pretty. So they are cute. Absolutely. With the production and like the music videos, the acting challenges. You want somebody like that on panels, especially because across franchises, it's a big part of Drag Race now. Yeah, and they actually were like directors too, unlike Michelle Visage and Carson Kressley Mm. or Ross Matthews. So really, they were more qualified to be there than some of the American judges. (laughs) For real, yeah. (laughs) I love, I forgot, I was watching something recently and they were like, why the fuck do I have to sit here and watch Ross Matthews critique (laughs) me on my looks? Oh no! <laughs> like oh, one no. of the queens said that I was like, you know, that's oh, a real fair shit. question. <laughs> but to be honest, like, when is Ross ever like a mega bitch on yeah. the on the judging? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he just—I don't know. That's a topic for another show. Let's keep this yeah. in Espana. Uh, what did you think of the queens this season? I thought like all the queens were very exciting in their own way. I was kind of um, hypnotized by Inti. Um, they are very like I don't know, very slithery and sultry in a way. Their drag. I feel like Inti is sort of like the Gia Gun. Yeah, it's like kind of mysterious vibes, sexy, like, like sharp tongued, very sharp tongue for sure. Of course, Carmen was gorgeous. Um, Killer yes. Queen grew on us a lot. Yeah, she was the one that I think evolved the most throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I agree. I really liked watching how much Killer Queen changed. I like. I really liked Drag Volcano. That was the shocking elimination for me. Same. And that was episode two. Yep. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Drag Volcano has better makeup than like three quarters of the other queens on the show. <laughs> they must have just gotten tired of the stilts like immediately. Like, why else would they send her home? I know. And that was so annoying that episode two, because they were like, why don't you try wearing something else beside your platforms? And then they eliminate her and they're like, never get off of your platforms, baby. And I'm just like, what? right. <laughs> right. I know. It was like they didn't even they told her, get off your platforms. They didn't even give her an episode to actually get off of them. <laughs> right. They're just like, goodbye. And it's like But also don't get off them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was classic drag race like confusion it really yeah. was i was like go fuck yourselves <laughs> i was upset for drag volcano i was salty too and also um, drag volcano had the best look at the finale yeah that headdress like that headpiece whatever you want to call it was insane it looked so good with that makeup too the way it blended yeah. in it was pretty awesome yes Poopy was funny to me but very rough around the edges yeah, that one was really confusing because I think they they build her as like one of the most experienced drag queens on the show. But at the same time, I was like, girl, like she doesn't shave her eyebrows. And so like it just looks like, I don't know, like brick and mortar like <laughs> up there. <laughs> well, She's rough. Yeah, with poopy poison, like I just I got annoyed because I felt like. She was the queen that would get free passes all the time. Like, Oh, yeah, the Alyssa Edwards. Yeah, it was like she could just do anything. And who cares if her look was total shit this week? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's poopy poison. So she's going through. So I was actually yeah. quite shocked she didn't make the finale. I thought for sure they were just going to be like, oh, let's bring her to the top. <laughs> yeah, I did do, too. Do you remember the episode? I forget 
uh, which episode it was, but on the runway, she was wearing that really wide dress and that like that wig that looked like kind of like a mop on her head. Yeah, that's where she won. Yeah, they, she won that challenge, and they were like, but in her critiques, they were like, this looks like a costume, and then like, oh, but by the way, you won. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was about to be lip syncing and they were like, here's here's the crown for the week. I know. They, they were very good at that, like giving critiques and then like doing the opposite of what the critiques were. I know. I was like, what the hell is going on in this damn show? Uh, it wouldn't be a drag race without some judging stunts. It really wouldn't. Honestly, I feel like they probably do that on purpose at this point just to piss us off. <laughs> probably. Yeah, they're like, people need to talk. Everyone's yeah. throwing rhinestones at the at their laptops and TV screens. Yes, girl. Uh, if you had to pick one queen as your favorite, just like a personal favorite from the entire season, who would you pick? I would probably pick Hugasio because they were um, kind of out of the box and I liked what they were doing on the show. Very good pick. What about you, Stoney? Um, so I'm going to pick two just because. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I guess my favorite probably that like lasted the longest was Killer Queen. I just really liked yeah. Killer Queen's transformation. But if I had to pick a favorite that I liked from the get-go, it was Drag Volcano. Like I personally, if I was ever in the Canary Islands, I would go try to seek yeah. out Drag Volcano yeah. because I just loved her. Yeah, definitely agree. I think Drag Volcano would be my honorable mention. But yeah, Hugacio Crujiente, like definitely my favorite mm-hmm. because, um, you know, she's a, a different drag concept. <laughs> yeah, she was doing some really cool looks and I thought... They didn't know even, what to do with her. They didn't know what to do with her. I thought the finale look was very cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the looks were really cool. There was, the, the I think it was the flower look. They were like, we don't get it. This isn't that good. I'm like, are you... Yeah kidding me yeah are you kidding me anna locking go back to h&m or whatever you were <laughs> she's like not on my runway <laughs> not de- on my runway bitch <laughs> department stores only i know i just wanted i just wanted anna locking to sachet the bus i was living for that like mona lisa snatch game too yeah when when uh she gave the finger to the rest of the yes. contestants <laughs> that was Honestly, the first time I watched it, I laughed the most at Hugasio, to be honest. I thought it was funny. It was was hilarious. I get it, though. But, like, it's not, like, obviously funny. But, like, if you're, like, enjoying, like, dark humor and, like, you can see, like, uh, uh, read, like, the underlinings of her performance, then it was really funny to me. Mm -hmm. Para mi. That's Um, my favorite thing. Every time in the Talking Heads when Carmen goes, para mi. Like, she'll say something really shady. And she's like, oh, to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny i like who i don't remember the the queen's name but like during the final like when they brought back all the queens that had been eliminated the the queen that had like the scream mask oh arancha castilla la mancha yeah charlie I, XX. I kind of liked her she did a lot of things that i i enjoyed and i thought she had like a lot of like good potential oh yeah i mean i re- i really liked arancha but like also i think she got eliminated at the right time yeah i think she was a little rough around the edges sometimes like wasn't completely polished but i think she had some really cool like runways and just like good ideas in general mm-hmm. and just generally fun to watch like she, yeah. Yeah, she oh, was yeah. nice <laughs> unlike some of the other queens yeah yeah she yeah. was super fun to watch because i mean we do have i guess to talk about the anti-ugly brigade oh yeah 
which was, I believe, uh, Sagittaria, Dovimo Nurmi, and Carmen Farala. Yeah. Oh, was it Carmen? This was very bad. Like This was like plastics for sure. When we were sure. watching it, I was like, holy shit, like these bitches. But I was like really glad that they decided to like disband. <laughs> yeah, same. I was like, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. It's just not a good look. Like we're past yeah. that. Well, because wasn't it Killer Queen that was basically like, yeah, I was like bullied for being fat and like not attractive, and then I think that was when they decided to disband it or something. Well, well, uh, La Macarena, the Macarena, she talked about that in episode one as well. Oh, okay. But also, but also, Killer Queen does talk about that. But yeah, that kind of brings me to like definitely an episode that I would really like to discuss. <laughs> episode five, the episode in which everyone is a total fucking. To Hugatio Crujiente, and then they give the Mean Girls the win. Oh, so um, we were trying to figure out what happened. This was the one where Hugasio went home, right? Yes. Well, yes. because like all, the, basically everyone was like, she needs to go home, and like was just like shitting on her the whole episode. Well, there's, I think there's a difference between saying, oh, well, I think she's the next to go home, like, or even just saying it in a slightly shady way and then moving on. Like, Mm -hmm. this was such a prominent, like, scene of them just completely shitting on her. And I thought that was caca. Well, in Sagittaria, too, like, her being on her team or whatever and was basically just like, "Um, well, it could be either of these, but I choose her teammate, basically. I was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not even helping. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the the uh, biggest offender in this was definitely Dovima. I think the other girls were like kind of going along with it more, but like adding a little bit to it. But uh, so after this, I was like, I don't know if I can even like Dovima anymore because she was such a bee to my favorite queen. She was a little moody one, Dovima. See, she, she was one that like, I feel she's like she's dark. one of those queens you love to hate. Yeah, you could be, could be. Because, I mean, I enjoyed her. She's funny. But you can see how if she's stirring the pot and not in the best way. Definitely. Because, I mean, um, because then there's also things that I really loved about Davima. Like, when they would come into the workroom and do all their sketches. And Davima's just, like, they're being silly. Bye. And just, like, walk off. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, y'all look dumb. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I'll be over here. (laughs) <laughs> so I did like her for that. And then, of course, you know, her infamous uh, non-limpsing. I mean, her her Charlie Hyde's moment, the season where she just completely doesn't lip sync against Sagittaria. Yeah, that was bad. Well, like I, I was like, what the hell? But then, like, I don't know. You just, like, end up liking her at the end of it, though, because she's like, I actually am a human being and not a total bitch. Yeah, no, I did. It was kind of like one of those things, like, it didn't make sense. But then once she explained it and giving it to Sagittaria to basically just move on in the competition, like, I thought that was sweet. But yeah, they're totally, like, giving her, like, the hero edit. Like, <laughs> yeah, she got her redemption that season, girl. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was such, like, a nice moment. You know, the judges were crying and... um and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoyed that. Uh, speaking of other people leaving the show, we should talk about episode three when Inti decides it. She is no longer interested. Oh, yeah. Mama checked out. She was like, I'm not doing it. And she started packing her things. 
taking off her makeup. Like, she was out. She was like, deuces, that's enough for me. She's pulling the door on us. I mean, I kind of agree with her in a way, because it was like, the judges just weren't getting it. It's kind of just like, why would I continue to, like, put myself through this? I know you're just going to send me home. Right. So I don't know. It made sense to me why she would do that. So it's just kind of like, whatever, go Mm. on, go off to us. Like, (laughs) yeah, especially in that episode, because they were like, I feel like you didn't do enough. I'm like, she has her face painted super avant-garde, like super like big, like um, this was her carnival look, I think, if that's Mm -hmm. that's what it's called with her. And she kind of looked like a dragon of sorts. And I was like, this bitch has so much going on in her outfit. Like, what else did you want? The judges be asking for everything and nothing. I know. And the judges were so annoying. Some episodes... And meanwhile, like Carmen would come out with like nothing on. They'd be like, "Yes, Carmen, kill it!" Like, yeah, like, work it. You're hot and skinny. I know. And then and he's <laughs> like, "I basically did like all of this." And Carmen's like, "I'm wearing like a I'm piece wearing of a cloth." Snake. <laughs> yeah, it was a snake episode. I mean, that look was pretty awesome though. Yeah, but... that was cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she looked really pretty. So it's like, I mean. That's another one, too, is, like, I kind of didn't like Carmen at the beginning, but it's just hard not... Just because she's so pretty and, like, you know, just, like, a typical drag queen, what you expect. So I was, like, kind of, like, I don't know. She seemed... And she would say... It seemed kind of like she didn't even know what the show was about, like, before she even started it. Mm. So I don't know. I was, like... I don't know. I didn't know about her at first, but she definitely grew on me over the season as well. Yeah, and to be honest that like snake look is probably like one of the top looks in of the franchise if i had to pick like oh yeah that was iconic yeah it was Mm -hmm. really cool speaking of looks that were not appreciated though (laughs) (laughs) i want to go back to episode five because they were super hateful of hugatio's look and i thought that was like the coolest look on one of the coolest looks on the runway it was the one with the eyes right yeah yeah i thought that would it was something that took a lot of effort it was super artistic and maybe during the lip sync it was hard for them to kind of push through the makeup and perform but i feel like sometimes people just have their minds made up about individuals yeah what and and maybe it's just clear like maybe it's just transparent who gothio knew like it like they were gonna send her home it was in the script girl it was in the script he saw the the rough draft and was like all right it's my time (laughs) But also that same episode, they were really shitting on Killer Queen's look. And I mean, to me, that was the other really good uh, look on the runway. The Salvador Dali inspired look. Yeah, the melted clock. Yeah, they're like, it's too literal. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) It's too literal. Like, okay. (laughs) I know. I was like, yeah, you asked for like Spanish artists looks like... You didn't say, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. Like, I'm getting heated. Sorry. I'm going to let somebody else talk. (laughs) Like, it is one of the more mainstream, like, paintings, I guess. Because, like, most people, if you ever took, like, an art history class at all, at least know what that's from. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. For them to, like, be like, no. I'm like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I'm not, like, a a super, like, art person. I don't know everything, but to me it was cool because I knew where it was from. Like, And it was a fun look. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, let the queens have fun, and this is their interpretations. It doesn't need to be... We're not at the science fair, right? No, we're not at the science fair. 
I don't know. It was just really, it was, that was another, uh, well, I guess, you know, that was still episode five. Like, if you guys were following us on Twitter, I was like raging that episode. (laughs) 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 Just because I was just so annoyed because I was like, they were the best. And then they got like, you know, set aside. Wasn't that the one where they were, the episode, the challenge where they were working in pairs and there was Killer Queen and Arancha together as Los Abuelas? I think that challenge, correct me if I'm wrong, was before Hugasia went home. That might have been episode three. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It was episode three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Episode three. Okay. We're back, everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it. the, their judgment in episode three, they had the winner be um, Sagittaria. And I thought that the Abuelas were the best group because Arancha and Killer Queen were so funny. I remember that because we felt the same way. Like, we didn't really, I guess, connect with Sagittarius' performance as much as the judges did because we were into the other group as well. Yeah, it was really confusing. So I'm like, how are they judging this? You know, mm-hmm. it's very confusing. Shade rattles. Yes, girl. All right. I need, I think there's a good spot to take a break because I'm very heated and I need to cool off before we finish this podcast. Uh, I don't want to like roast the show for the remaining (laughs) half of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming right now. We're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah. Remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are back, back, back again, reprising our uh, content for you. We're getting through Drag Race España Season 1 today. And we're having such a lovely time. Encantada, España. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) What did you you call me? You heard what I said. JK. So I actually got a little bit of inside tea about some drag topics in España from my top secret Barcelona correspondent. Oh. Who will be anonymous. Oh. Well, hello, anonymous. (laughs) Because I, I was asking, like, if uh, this person knew Sagittaria because Sagittaria is from uh, Barcelona. And so to start off, I was asking about, like, who did you know who Sagittaria was? And he was like, well, they talking more about, like, the, uh, the, the bar scene uh-huh. in Barcelona, like the drag situation. And he was saying, like, the staff, they're, like, good to the queens, but they're very rude to, like, the the people that come to the shows for some reason. Hmm. Like, especially if you're non-binary or something like that. They're, they're apparently, like, really rude to you. Oh, no. And I was like, why would you want to go to the drag show then? <laughs> right. That's not a welcoming environment. Yeah, that's really strange. And I and he was also saying that this there's only, like, one bar they do it at in Barcelona. Damn, I um. So well, I guess that's just us not knowing anything about Spain or Barcelona. Yeah. I thought that maybe Spain had places popping everywhere, but that's my ignorance, you know. Yeah, I thought like I had this these illusions of grandeur of uh, you know this like wild, awesome um, drag scene in Barcelona, right. and 
<laughs> it apparently is not like that. <laughs> but let's see what else. What other tea did I get? So yeah, so I was asking, do you know who Sagittarius was? And he said, I don't know who the queens are or whatever. Like, I, I guess it probably doesn't sound very fun to go to the bar. <laughs> so uh, he's like, show me a picture of this person out of drag. So I showed him a picture of Sagittarius out of drag. And his response was without, you know, of course, this is just from seeing like the boy picture. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's the worst. Absolute garbage. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> he was like, uh, he's like me when I'm blacked out times 100 mean level. Oh, no. no. Demon twink. Yeah, it sounds like Sagittarius is a demon twink. Oh, shit. Um, and it was funny too because he was like, I didn't even know she did drag. <laughs> <laughs> Sagittarius, like, I swear it's like um, Aquarius doppelganger. They do look very similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then apparently also, like, Sagittarius, like, goes and talks to people just to insult them, supposedly. So apparently, like, my friend and his friend was at the bar, at a bar a few years ago, like one or two years ago, and his friend was like saying hi to Sagittaria, and apparently Sagittaria just looked him up and down and said, no thanks. Oh no, that's rude. Hopefully like <laughs> they're not like that for real. I don't know. He he was saying like Sagittaria goes up to guys just to like reject them. That's a mess. Like not everyone's into twinks. Her ass is going to get snapped if she's not careful. Yeah, so I was like, wow, this is like a completely different picture than Sagittaria paints a picture of herself as on the show. (laughs) Well, I'm sure like they had to expect like something like this would happen because you get on the show and then if um, you've been a shitty human and that comes out, like there's no way that's going to stay hidden. So maybe she's learning a hard lesson or maybe she's still being a trash person. But also, too, like, I feel like that's just kind of how some twinks are. Like, when you're, I mean, Sagittarius is like 22, 23. So, you know, probably still very insecure and, like, trying to, like, deflect that by being mean to others. Yeah, lots of growing up to do. Absolutely. And also, he said, just in general, like, the drag scene in Spain is not like how it is in America. Like, it's just people like like just the queens will just show up and like kind of just like hang out at the bar and like maybe they'll like walk the catwalk or something like that and then that's it. Mm, okay, so not really like any lip sync for your life situations at the club at 2 a.m. It does not sound like that. So if any of you uh, listeners in Spain are listening and would like to um, provide us more information about that, we're absolutely happy to learn more about the drag scene in Spain. Please. Um, apparently also they don't tip the queens in Spain. Uh-oh. So I was like, damn, like these hoes doing this shit for free? <laughs> Wowzers. It's like not, not like it's just a hobby, but it doesn't sound like they have, um, I guess, opportunity as much opportunity as other places to put on like bigger scale shows. Right. So that like really makes you like a kind of understand why some people like in, in Europe, not even just in Spain, but other countries in Spain are like super fans of the show because like their drag scene isn't like how it is here. Right, and maybe why some of them aren't as prepared for some of those types of challenges because they haven't had that lip-syncing experience unless you're Davina DeCampo and you're just, like, the arts goddess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, you know, that why NT or maybe Davima nor me would quit then because, like, this is not what they're used to doing as drag queens. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, good point. Could be a security thing that way. Definitely. What did you think about the couple Drag Race Queen uh, guest features we saw on the show with Alexis Mateo and Valentina? That was a lot of fun. Um, also, towards the end, we saw Envy Peru. Oh, yeah. Envy Peru. Looking beautiful, as always. I'm so happy they got Alexis and Valentina on. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, but those are definitely two spicy, spicy queens, and we love them both. Yeah, I thought it was super fun having, like, the Drag Race alumni. I thought um, also, too, Envy Peru is just awesome, and she's rumored to be on another season soon, so I think it would be really cool. Yes, girl. I was really shook, though, when um, <laughs> Valentina took her mask off and there was, like, a full-ass beard on her face. <laughs> Surprise! I was like, is she trying to be funny because of the pandemic? <laughs> like, you know, like, she's not performing, so she let her beard grow out? I thought that that was maybe part of the joke. I, di- I wasn't sure, though. Like, it's Valentina. I know they present as, you know, they're not non-binary. Not to say they can't have a beard, but Valentina, I feel, is like she's always going to be clean-shaven, like, be beautiful right. face. So maybe it was one of those, like, Tyra Banks beard weaves making fun of the I pandemic. It could be. whatever. If it was fake, that would make more sense because it did not look cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was real, I, I would be impressed that they let it grow out because Valentina just presents a certain way, whether it's in um, more masculine presenting drag or more feminine, just very like put together. <laughs> yes, girl. All right. So let's get more into talking about the end of the season. Did you, what did you think of, um, well, first let's start off. What did you think of them having poopy poison be miscongeniality? You know, I guess it makes sense. Like they were fun to watch. I like their talking heads. They seem to get along with everyone on the show. So I thought that that judgment made sense for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, because they did get along with everyone. I mean, I don't know, fan favorite, maybe not really. So it kind of makes sense. (laughs) Well, also, so like me and several other people on our Twitter were like very confused by Poopy being the miscongeniality because she was not very congenial in her talking heads. That's true. They weren't very congenial when you're getting down to the real tea. Yes, girl. There were funny moments. My favorite poopy moment was um, when they were doing the comedy challenge and they were roasting the judges panel. Mm -hmm. And and then like Carmen gets to choose the order because she won the mini challenge. (laughs) And then they're like, she like puts poopy last and like, for some reason, she's acting like Poopy should be like happy and gracious. And she was like, thank you so much, Poopy. Every time I'm last in a line, I will think of you. And like, <laughs> and I just, it was so funny to me. I, I was like, okay, this is like my favorite Poopy moment. <laughs> I do remember that moment during the roast. Um, I guess the congenial title is a little questionable on that front. But I mean, I feel like this cast they were very like spicy to each other. Yeah, it's definitely a different um, culture there for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do we think about the top three: Sagittaria, Killer Queen, and Carmen Farala? 
I thought it was a good top three. I thought Carmen was strong the whole competition. She was, you know, just a net, like super beautiful queen. But um, I mean, they fought their way up there. So Killer Queen too, like Stoney said, their growth and transformation was huge on the show. And I mean, Sagittarius, Sagittarius. So she squeezed her way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy with the top three. I mean, I do think like maybe some of the eliminations in the middle um, could have been different, but like overall, I feel like they got it right from like the top five on because I don't know. I thought Killer Queen deserved to be there. So yeah. And to me, Carmen was kind of the front runner from almost the beginning. So it kind of made sense yeah. that she, she won. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it was in um, the first season of UK where it was like really clear that the Vivian was probably going to win. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of like, maybe they just like get like the one really strong queen. So they know they have like a good like person to crown. Yeah. And I mean, Carmen was pulling out some tricks in the lip sync too. So she, she was not playing with those hoes. She was not. Who were you rooting for to win in the finale? I think I was wanting um, Killer Queen or Carmen to win. I was kind of more on the Killer Queen side, but I wasn't mad that Carmen got the crown. Yeah, like I was kind of the same way. I thought for sure Carmen was going to win, but like I thought like maybe Killer Queen would be a fun like alternate, I guess. But I wasn't like mad about it or anything. Like it was clear to me that Carmen deserved to win. I thought. Sagittaria, she was good, but I think she needs like a little bit more experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe to mature a little bit too. Yeah, but she definitely like had some awesome looks and had some funny challenges this season. Just it wasn't all there yet. Yeah, I, I guess I would agree with both of you all. Like for me, I was really rooting for Killer Queen because not only was her drag good, like and, and developed like very quickly and very much so over the season. Oh, yeah. To the point where she was like an she was like an actual contender in the finale. Like she could have won. Mm-hmm. Like ba- you know, the other two queens in there are more of like the um. I, I guess I would say maybe. Killer is maybe more of like a campy queen and yeah. then Sagittaria and Carmen are more like traditional, like um, very fishy type queens. Mm-hmm. I, I was rooting for her because also too, like we talked about earlier where she was like talking about body image issues. I could relate to her on that. She really seemed like the underdog of the season and she really seems to want to fight for uh, the LGBT rights in Spain. So I was just really... I was like, I feel like she would be a really great winner. But I mean, of course, too. I mean, Carmen was very pretty. It's hard to deny her like being the winner. Right, right. And you don't want to discount Carmen's talent because she is pretty. But I I feel like maybe Killer Queen would have connected with more people because of that. And we don't want to like say, oh, Carmen's not going to connect with people because of it. But Killer Queens kind of represents those of us who are not so blessed in that department. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. And then also to the thing with Carmen is at the within the first couple, like two to three episodes, they were like, yeah, I mean, she's very pretty, but like, is she going to show us anything else? Right. What did you uh, think of the uh, Basico Sinica where she was um, the the dead person? That was weird with the bananas. I like was not. I did not know what was going on. I was very like, confused. Like I was so confused. <laughs> it was so funny though. Like just like deep throating the banana and then belching all over them. <laughs> Every time she popped up, we were like, ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, I, that was a really funny Carmen moment as well. Uh, but in the finale, you know, they do their last little lip sync and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What did you think of? Uh, well, I guess I should just let's. I'll be more direct. <laughs> I was very confused in the last lip sync when Carmen took off of her wig and she had like this like golem hair piece on. I was like, why does she have this stringy hair on? And I guess it was supposed to be wet. Yeah. But I don't know why, because they didn't have the translation of the lyrics on the show, on the screen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I just knew, like, I assumed right away it was supposed to just be giving us, like, a wet look, sexy, dripping, sparkling, maybe, moment. But all the, all the, that looked wet was the hair. So I could see yeah. how it was a little confusing, but it was a good wig reveal, I suppose. It was, it yeah, was a little definitely. confusing, especially just for it being like at that point in the competition. But and the wig right. before was so nice too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say I really, really enjoyed Carmen's uh, coronation look. Mm-hmm. I thought she was like, you know, basically like the what you would think of like the quintessential uh, senorita. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. like got the nice long red dress. <laughs> yeah, she was really, really pretty as as in that look. And I, I really liked Killer Queen's look uh, too in the finale, and I thought her finale look was really nice. Like, well, all the, all of actually all the queens had really nice looks in the finale. Yeah. I was like, what? Where was all this really great drag when you were on the show? Yeah, right. even Macarena. I was like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, where was that? Like, when you were here? I know. I was really into the Macarena that first episode, and I was like really shocked that um, they went home first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked all the finale looks as well. Very polished, chic, giving us just oozing, oozing glam all over the runway. Yes, girl. Well, I think we covered all of the big moments on Drag Race España. So, um, muchas gracias for everyone or not watching. (laughs) Get out of my house uh, for everybody listening. (laughs) Yes, thank you for your patience. We finally got you the episode and we are now watching Holland. Yes, we'll have another uh, recap episode when this season is over. And uh, we're still covering All-Star 6. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like we're moving on to UK Season 3. Pretty soon. It'll be here before you know it, I'm sure. Yes, girl. All right, chicas. Let's go ahead and just end this podcast on a high note. <laughs> that note was so high you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard it, you'd be pooping your pants right now. <laughs> or you're a dog. Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and um, arraign the court uh, for this week. Uh, We will leave Carmen Farala with La Corona. And next week, we'll be back with another fun episode of All Stars 6. But until then, bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, coño.